Hello, hello. This is Series 8 of Satisfied. The Series 8 podcasts enhance the God-dependent woman Bible study covering the book of 2 Corinthians in the New Testament. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. In the last podcast, we focused on why we can have confidence in our God so that we will want to depend on Him more than on ourselves. Today's podcast will cover Lesson 2 of the God-Dependent Woman Bible Study. We will look at how we can depend on God as we experience the pain of relationships. The God who comforts you understands the many kinds of suffering you undergo in daily life. Although Paul wrote about the persecution he and his friends experienced, that made them fear for their lives. Suffering doesn't only come from persecution, from physical danger, or from outside your circle of friends. It can also come from within the circle of those whom you love the most. Misunderstandings, behavioral conflicts, and slanderous information from others can cause hurt feelings and mistrust. Regardless of the source, suffering drives us to dependence on God. We set our hope on Him more than on ourselves. We see His love and grace given to us. We trust Him to work in the situation and give thanks. That's dependent living. What is the opposite of dependent living? According to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 12 and 17, it's relying on worldly wisdom and making plans in a worldly manner. What does that mean? Well, first, let's look at avoiding worldly wisdom. The term worldly refers to something that proceeds from the flesh rather than the spirit. The flesh is that part of the human nature that is controlled by sin. Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. The flesh is at war with God. It doesn't want to submit to God's way of approaching life. It doesn't want to please God, nor can it do so. Considering we're talking about humanity running the world, worldly means humanistic, what humans determine to do in opposition to God. Now, wisdom refers to knowledge, intelligence, and learning, and that's neutral. You can have godly wisdom or worldly wisdom. So how do you recognize worldly wisdom? Through knowing what God's way of approaching life is. You get that through studying the Bible and responding to the Holy Spirit's teaching you from the inside. Paul alludes to recognizing worldly wisdom in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 13. He said, we do not write you anything you cannot read or understand. Worldly wisdom likes to use persuasive and haughty words to gain influence and control over someone who is less learned. I love the fact that Paul said he made sure to write words that the Corinthians could read and understand. That's transparency and godly wisdom. He didn't use legalese or haughty language that would make them feel stupid. They could trust what he wrote them from a distance because they knew him. He said what he meant and meant what he said. Nothing tricky, no twisting of scriptures. 
Like Paul, we must beware of using worldly wisdom in dealing with people or even teaching them about matters pertaining to God. Speaking truth from the Bible and using God-given logic is good. Compromising with their ideas in order to feel accepted is not good. Paul said he didn't use or rely on worldly wisdom in his relationship with the Corinthians. He also said that he didn't make his plans in a worldly manner. What does that mean? From the verses, it seems he is referring to making promises that you can't keep or won't keep. Making promises just to pacify someone, it's lying to them. So how do you make plans in a godly manner? After all, we don't know the future. James chapter 4, verses 13 through 15 give us some direction on that. This is what it says. Now listen, you who say, Today or tomorrow, we will go to this city or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why? You don't even know what will happen tomorrow. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Whenever you need to make plans about things that will matter, follow this process. First, align yourself with the purposes of God as described in His Word. That's His will. Second, Consider options that also align with the purposes of God. Then ask God for direction and for Him to show you the best choice. And then submit to God's direction and be confident in that. That's relying on Him. We all make plans for the future. It's okay to make plans after you have assessed that they align with the purposes of God. But remember to hold them loosely and submit to any changes that God makes along the way. That is a huge part of dependent living. Paul stated plainly to the Corinthians that he wasn't being fickle. He made plans to visit them, but God led him to change the plans and write a letter instead. If you have conducted yourself with integrity and godly sincerity, others will have no basis to not trust you even when they are disappointed, your plans involving them don't work out. Remember this if God does change your plans. Stay focused on who you are and what God is doing in your life rather than being disappointed because things don't go your way. God always follows through with the plans that He has for every believer. He guarantees to us our salvation, our inheritance in Christ, and our redemption one day from this body of sin and death. Those plans will never change. He is a trustworthy God. We can submit to His direction for our plans. We can be trustworthy representatives of our trustworthy God when we are relying on Him more than on ourselves. It's a win-win. Yet, people will get disappointed. Broken relationships do hurt. Paul longed to be reconciled to the Corinthians. Not being with them face to face and only hearing about their misunderstanding of his intentions caused him great distress and anguish of heart and many tears because he loved them so much. Yet he continued to teach them truth and to demonstrate his love for them. He didn't get all huffy and give up on them. When our feelings are hurt, we need to learn how to reconcile relationships in a godly manner. 
that also requires depending on the Lord to show us how and to give us the patience to do it right. And God gives us comfort through the process. Do you get why Paul started off this letter with praising God for comfort? It wasn't just being delivered from the jaws of death. It was the comfort God gave him while he waited to hear from Titus and the Corinthians. It happens to us today. Have you ever sent an email affirming your love to someone who is currently mad at you and then not hearing any word back from them? What thoughts go through your mind? It's agonizing. But if you have relied on the Lord for the wording of the email, all you can do is trust in Him for the response. Which leads me to our saying for this week to evaluate. Does depending on God mean that you'll never be sad again? That's what a popular saying on social media teaches. This is what it says. Depend only on God for your happiness and you'll never be sad again. True or false? Well, it sounds nice and cozy. The first part sounds like it fits our theme, but you would need to define happiness. Most people define happiness as a feeling when you're smiling and laughing a lot. And they think that happiness comes from good happenings. Good happenings mean everything is going your way, turning out right. You have lots of money. You're healthy. You're very successful in work or school, right? But what happens if things are not so good? Your family is stressed financially. You may be struggling in work or school. Your relationships are fraying. You or someone close to you is very sick. Happiness kind of disappears then. God doesn't promise us that kind of happiness. He does promise us joy. Biblical joy refers to having a deep inner gladness, regardless of the circumstances going on around you. That means whether you are rich or poor, sick or healthy, successful or struggling, you can still have a feeling of gladness or pleasure deep down inside. Biblical joy is supernatural. It is inseparable from the character of God and comes only from a relationship with Him. Biblical joy is a fruit of the Spirit of Jesus living in us. That means joy is available to every Christian 24-7. So we can depend on God for our joy, not necessarily getting our happiness. But the second part of the saying is the troubling part. It says you'll never be sad again. Sadness is not a bad thing. Perfectly sinless, Jesus was sad at times as he grieved over death and over Jerusalem's rejection of him. He experienced human sadness by his own choice. Sadness over sin is a good thing too. It leads to repentance and reconciliation of relationship with God. Sadness over broken relationships leads to doing everything to reconcile that relationship. Paul was sad that his relationship with the Corinthians was broken. It grieved him and led him to do everything he could to reconcile the relationship. God puts us in human community. We are not isolated. Relationships can bring joy as well as sadness. So we can depend on God for our joy not necessarily for happiness from only good happenings coming our way. And depending on God does not eliminate the possibility of sadness in our lives. So that statement I shared with you is false. Delete it from your digital files and your Facebook feed. From our lesson today, here are some reasons why God wants us to depend on Him more than on ourselves. We get distracted and disappointed 
when things don't go as we plan. Chapter 1, verse 17. He is faithful to his promises to us. Chapter 1, verse 20. He owns us and lives in us. Chapter 1, verse 22. To reconcile relationships rightly when our feelings are hurt. Chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. To execute tough love when a Christian is deliberately sinning. Chapter 2, verses 5 through 10. And to keep Satan from getting an advantage over us. That's chapter 2, verse 11. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with confidence that you can depend on him. Then live each day as a God-dependent woman. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 8 of Satisfied.